Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Welcome back to Vital Life Connection with Aaron Rudolph. We are doing our final interview with Patrick and Christy. I have thoroughly enjoyed this time. I have learned so much as a married person myself. I have got some great lessons that I can apply in my marriage. And hopefully you guys who are listening and girls that are listening are able to apply some of these lessons that we have learned. So you guys are back together now. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. sitting right across from mm-hmm. me. This is 1999 mm-hmm. was the time that you weren't fine and got in a bind and committed crime. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my poet out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But uh, that was 1999. So we're talking 19 years ago. Apparently, you must have learned some lessons back then because you've been you were together for five years at hell on earth. And I'm sure things haven't been smooth sailing in the 19 years since, but you didn't walk out on one another, I'm taking it, and you are together, even though I'm sure so many people say marriage, you know, we didn't think of divorce, but we did think of murder much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, so, what has kept you together for the last 19 years, and what principles, what, to give me a few little gems that you learned out of that seven months, and how are you applying them? Mm-hmm. How is it working with you and your, with your kids? And what are some of the things that that taught you that in some of the challenges that you are facing? And then I want to go back finally to where we started, and that was with Christy's mom and the whole aspect of how this marriage got together with the dishonor that was taking place there and the problems and issues that were taking place because Patrick had kind of dropped a little seed there and I really wanted to get to it a little later mm. on that. But so we've got a lot to cover in this interview. So who wants to start? So let me let me let me say let me ask throw the question out. Whoever wants to answer can answer. What are some of the diamonds that you have taken from those seven months that have now been applied and used within the nineteen years since? Yeah, I I guess I'll start. I would say definitely when we first got married, motives were selfish. It was all about what do I want? What am I going to get? Uh, what does the future look like for, for me and for us? But I think so often we are so selfish, but we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And perspective does so much. And time is just such a storyteller. Today, I would say one of the, one of the big uh, nuggets is not trying to figure out what Christy can do for me, but what I can do for her. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you have kids in your life, too, you, you just realizing on a day-to-day basis they're watching you and you want them to be what God's called them to be. And mm. we are constantly setting an example for them when we're thinking about it and when we're not thinking about it. Good. And so after God restored our marriage and showed us, you know, what he's capable of, just, you know, the importance of, like Christy mentioned in one of the other podcasts, the fear of God is real. And it's, what would our life be like without God in it? Mm-hmm. So it's amazing when you put your spouse ahead of you. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's like cheating. All of a sudden, when they feel you're looking out for them, there's a, 
a return, a mm-hmm. reciprocation there that they start looking out for you. Yes. I mean, I think for me is realizing that by nature, you know, our sinful nature is to be selfish and mm-hmm. to really put that in perspective. And, and like you mentioned at one point, serve, be a servant, serve your spouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, by serving your spouse, you're almost, you're really serving yourself. Yes. Yes. I would say that evidence of that, that transformation that happened in Patrick's life was, I think a lot of this is to blame on our parents, not that they, they were probably raised the same way, but you know, if you're, if you're raised where you're taught that the man does the yard work and the woman does mm-hmm. the housework mm-hmm. and that's pounded into you. And then, you know, you get married and all of a sudden your wife wants a little help, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to do that. That's woman's work. That's your job, you know? And, but when we got remarried, I was just like blown away at like he knew how to make the bed all of a sudden and he knew how to take out the trash. And I was like, it's like he just started doing things like that, the selfless acts and I, and yes. it's not ended, you know, and, and what's cool about it is, um, as it became a lifestyle for him, it, he, like he started making breakfast on Saturday morning. It mm-hmm. became his new thing. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know you knew how to cook. You know, it's like you've never even walked into the kitchen unless you were waiting on me to, you know, wanting me to serve you something. And he started serving me. And as years went by, our kids talked about how special Saturdays were because that's dad's dad would make breakfast. And our little boy was little and he'd get up at the counter and can I help daddy? You know, and and I was like, you're teaching our son, Mm -hmm. you know, to do the same thing so that when he gets married, his wife doesn't hate us. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell him now, I'm like, go pick up your socks so that your wife will like me because, you know, if I do everything for you, your wife's not going to like me very much because I can tell you that, you know, because when we first got married, I know Patrick, he makes the bed every day now. And I feel guilty sometimes, but the first five years he never made it once. And I'm like, all of a sudden now he makes the bed. I get up, go to the bathroom and I come back and the bed's made. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey, let me make the bed. But it's just, he started doing things that he never did before because it was like, I'm no longer going to be selfish. I'm going to, I'm going to start giving instead of trying to see what I can get mm-hmm. and how much difference that makes. Because if you try to outgive someone, they're going to start giving back to you. I mean, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. If I'm in a bad mood and I'm snapping at him, eventually he's going to get in a bad mood and start snapping back at me. So, you know, you get what you put into it. So, Praise um, down, shaking together and running over. Yeah, Amen. yeah. So you have to, and, and you know what? Something else. Somebody's got to be the first one to be humble. Yes. You can't keep waiting on the other person. I mean, if, if both of you have a bad attitude, somebody's got to make the decision to go, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I know I sound like a jerk today probably. And yeah. my flesh may feel like I'm entitled to that, but I don't want to apologize. You know, just that person, it kind of became a contest for us. Like, who's going <laughs> to? Who's going to be humble first? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, it's like. So it's a good competition you know, to have. It's a good competition. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Seeing if you can outdo your spouse in being kind and generous. And then, and you're teaching your kids. I mean, your kids are watching everything you're doing. And I'll say, you know, it doesn't mean the last 19 years, everything's been perfect. Mm-hmm. We went through right. seasons of drought where Jeez. we got busy and we took our eyes off the Lord and we started sinking like Peter in the water, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, we went through seasons of financial distress where we were arguing and fighting about that. And then, you know, you've got this really bright flame that's fresh right after a storm. Yes. And it kind of goes down a little bit and the flicker gets real faint, you know. And and I'm like, Lord, where's all those precious sweet moments right after the storm? But, you know, uh, you have to be careful asking that because then he'll lead you into another storm so you can get back to that high mountaintop. <laughs> but so we've been through valleys and mountains. Yes. and um, And, you know, I will say work 
a lot of work stuff had really taken, you know, a toll on Patrick and his time and just, and, and, and I will say this, Patrick has, his desires changed when we got remarried. He no longer wanted to be at the lake every weekend. He just wanted to be with his family mm-hmm. because for seven months, he just wanted his family back. And so all of a sudden he was like, fishing's fun, but if my family's not with me, I don't want to go. Um, the detriment of his friends who wanted to go fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, though, because people would invite him to go play golf and stuff, and they're like, come on, man, let's go play golf. And he's like, I'm just going to hang out with my family today. And it's, it's like, I'm like, honey, you can go. It's okay. And he's like, I don't want to go. I want to be with you guys. So, you know, that really changed his perspective. You know, instead of going, wife and kids are like a ball and chain. They keep me from having fun with the guys. Now he's oh, like, I just want to be with you guys. I mean, y- y'all are my friends. I want to hang out with y'all. You know, why can't we all go to the lake together? If y'all can't go, I don't want to go, you know. But we, I would say in the last few years, it seemed like we went through a drought, Patrick's work and just life. I asked God last year sometime, I journaled and said, Lord, lead us back into that sweet place that we were where your incense was in our home and where he were just doing supernatural things. You know, we saw so many miracles during that time. And the Lord started leading us into another journey that we're walking through it's now. your fault. It's all yeah, your it's fault. my fault. <laughs> we're walking through a journey now with um, our oldest child. <clears throat> and um, the Lord told me early on, you ask me for this and <laughs> you're going to be okay. I'm going to get you through this, but you're going to go to a, through a similar journey that Patrick went through in 99, but this time you're doing it together and you're going to have to stand together for your child. So So. before we get into that little journey, let me just uh, sum up there something that you said that really struck home. I was on a plane flying back from Massachusetts and I was sitting next to a lady who had non-Christian lady who said something and something similar to what you were saying, but she said she has just been at the bedside of a friend of hers who has just passed away. And she, who was a very, very high up lawyer. She was an attorney. And she said it was interesting on the side of the bed that this lawyer, all she could reminisce as she was dying of cancer was the missed moments mm. not spending with her family. Mm. And isn't it interesting that on your deathbed, the, the things you don't reminisce about yeah, is how so much true. time you missed with your fishing or you missed yeah. with your work or you didn't spend yeah. enough time at the office or you didn't spend I know we know this but you know hearing it again from a lady who had just spoken to a friend of hers mm. who had just died we sometimes undervalue the moments with our families and spending time and it's mm. it's always sadly looking back realizing that yeah. and so it's great when God puts that perspective in you early so that you don't yeah. look back on your deathbed and go I wish yeah. yes I wish. So So God has taken you, and so understanding, so serving was one of those beautiful diamonds, serving one another, giving one another, you know, pressed down, shaken together, love, so you can, you receive it back and kindness and and all that. And there were lessons learned, but now God is taking you together, as Christy said, through a journey that is very similar to what you went through, except now you're not facing it individually and against one another, as you said, you're facing it together. Now, I mean, you can go into as much detail as you want to. We don't have to know the details, but share with, you know, share with me a little bit about, you know, however much you want to share or what you've learned or what this, how this is helping you. And you don't have to, you know, I know that there'll be a time where we'll have another podcast about this because mm. we wanting to mm. see the victory 
at the end. And we know there's going to be a victory in this whole situation. And our daughter will be here for that podcast. (laughs) Yes, and your daughter will be here for that podcast. But uh, so however much you want to share. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know where to start. Well, I would say... um, you don't we, have to get into too we much made, detail. Well, when we, when, after the restoration of our marriage, we became very adamant and like just raising our kids up the right way. We homeschooled, poured into them. You know, it was all, we spent family time together because it was, you know, Patrick valued it so much and it just became such a, a crucial part of our life to be together as a family. And our kids began to really, um, when they got to their teenage years, start displaying qualities that the Lord was going to really use in ministry. And mm-hmm. they really started standing out and people were coming to us and going, can we sit down and you mentor us? I mean, how do you have such great kids? You know, and I'm like, well, it's not perfect. You know, you come to our house one day, but people were, could tell that something's different about our kids. And I mean, I attribute a lot of that to homeschooling because you can filter a lot of junk by homeschooling, but I know everyone can't do that. And then also because we spent so much time together as a family because of what we went through in 99, but our kids just, really became arrows in the hands of the warrior, you know, and they all each have unique callings on their life. And our oldest daughter really has a strong anointing on her life. She is a prophet and she has an anointing anointing to preach. Mm. And she believes that she's called to full-time ministry, but she set out in her early teenage years. We, we brought our girls up, you know, like I said before, with the princess and the kiss book and you save your kiss for marriage right. and you're a princess. And so she really owned that in her early teenage years. She just really got passionate and started reading books to support that. And she said, mom, the Lord's calling me to start a Bible study. But you know, uh, we had just moved back to the East Texas area and she goes, I don't even have any friends. And I said, well, if he's asking you to do that, he's going to set it up. You just have to be obedient when, it, when the time comes. And so we got involved in the church and immediately she was, you know, all of our girls were put in a position of leadership and she had her own small group and mm-hmm. she was real excited and, and she started giving out books. Right. Um, there's one book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye and it's about not playing the field, but, you know, uh, believing God to bring your mate. And then there's another book, uh, Let God Write Your Love Story. She was just really passionate. She preached from the pulpit and uh, a lot of kids really responded and, and a lot of them responded mm-hmm. wanting forgiveness there was a lot of shame and condemnation that she had to help them walk through and say, you know what, even if you're starting over, it's okay. You know, God can still right. write your love story. Let's just start fresh. That's how that's how grace works. So she was making a really huge impact. And we were really excited to see how God was going to write her love story. You know, she'd never dated. And she's like, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm married to Jesus right now. And um, all of our girls had that attitude. But um we a mistake that we made was early uh, in mm. their teenage years. We pointed out a, a young man at a church in Dallas that we attended, and we said, "Look at that that man, that guy. He's down there just worshiping God. You know, that's the kind of man you want to marry." And we didn't know the guy personally. We just saw a teenage guy, you know, who was really abandoning and at, at the altar was just giving his all in worship. And we didn't realize that we'd sown a seed in our daughter's mind that that, that was who she was going to marry. And, and he was like almost 10 years older than her. So we were thinking, oh, that's just a schoolgirl crush, you know. But she kind of locked into her mind thinking mom and dad would be pleased. There, You know, it's almost like we made the suggestion unintentionally, you know, this is who you should marry. And it wasn't what our intent was. But we moved back here and didn't have contact with the young man for several years. And we went back to Dallas for something and she saw him and, and she said, you know, I really think I want to start praying about him because I'm thinking he could be the one. And we said, we'll go on this journey with you. 
we were we were praying with her. Actually, Patrick even set up a meeting to go and meet him for lunch mm-hmm. and to take her and try to just get to know him a little better and see is there something right. here. Yeah, um, yeah just trying to, I mean, geez, you talk about marriages work. Being a father is, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, one thing that, that God has shown me with my kids, I love my kids so much. And coming out of what we came out of, a broken marriage, a broken home, one thing that was n- probably not in balance the way it should have been, and God's actually shown me lately, that my kids actually became idols to me. He actually really mm-hmm. showed me that recently because it's such an easy thing to cite. Everything's about my kids, right. you know, and it's not about the control of my kids, but it's about me wanting to see them blessed. And you don't realize as a parent, sometimes you have to be reminded that God has entrusted your kids mm-hmm. to steward them yes. and they grow up and, and they become parents. So they, be, you know, uh, start a family as well. But, we, you know, talked about earlier about not wanting to protect from pain, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we watch our kids grow up, you know, we, uh, I don't know why I was, where I was going with that. But. Well, we talked about wanting to keep them from pain. We, we had this idea in our mind that if we do it right, then our kids won't have to experience the pain we experience. When we yeah. live in a fallen world, they're yeah. going to experience pain. And we're just now learning that it's like, I had this aha moment. Wow, right. our kids are going to have to suffer because that's part of life. We can't protect them from right. mistakes and pain. They're going to have to fail. And right. and and we were saying, you know, um, when when our daughter met this guy and decided to try to move forward in this relationship, and we started immediately seeing some red flags. Right. And we lost peace, and we knew this is not God. And yes. um, by the time we were able to communicate that to our daughter, she was already locked in right. and wouldn't have any conversation. And so we were like, oh, no, what have we done? You know, this feeling of like, we've raised up this child and she had it all together. And one phone call and one lunch, we messed it all up. You know, it was like, right. like we took full responsibility. Like, what have we done? Now we've just ruined our future. And it, right. and then it was like, all of a sudden I felt like a failure and he felt like a failure. And then it's like one day the Lord just said, your identity is not in your children's success or failures. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you are to raise them up and teach them and point them to me. And then if they're on their own. Yes. You can't protect them from failure. You can't protect them from pain. No. And and if they fail, that doesn't take your identity. Yes. That doesn't mean I'm disappointed yeah. in you. You give them, they have a free will and a free choice. They yes. get to choose. And whether they succeed or fail, it's not up to you. And it's not, it's not mm-hmm. your, don't take it as sin. Don't take right. it as, you know, shame right. because I struggled. I just really just wept for a long time for days and days, just feeling like, what have I done? What have I done? You know? And, um, and then we began, we really have been in battle. So it's almost like God has taken you guys in this big circle where it started with a, a parent. And now you're in the role of that same parent. And it's almost like a redeeming. It's interesting how God takes us around mountains Mm -hmm. to, redeem us so that we can enter into a promised land and it's it's almost like it started with one thing it's it's in that place and and, I, and the reason i'm wanting to bring this up because of something that you've mentioned patrick and and we're pretty much running out of time but we i want to i want to get to this and that's why i want to finish with this whole thing with so it started with your mom 
I mean, it didn't yeah. really start with your mom, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's, we started the podcast with your mom right. and how she was not happy with you guys getting married and did not mm-hmm. like Patrick. We come to the end of the podcast mm-hmm. and the two of you are sitting with another young man and you with your daughter that you don't really, I won't say don't mm-hmm. like, but are not, there's, there's red flags. You're feeling, you know, there's, yeah. there's areas and stuff like that going on there. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, Patrick, you grab your family that are at the house. This is what I can't understand. Mm-hmm. You can correct me if I'm wrong. And you head into a closet mm. and to pray about mm-hmm. the situation. Obviously, this must have just happened after you had heard that they were wanting to get married, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you pull, and your mom, Christy's mm-hmm. mom, happens to be mm-hmm. there. To sum up everything between the time that we disapproved till now, whenever we. There was some confrontations with the young man, and it was not pleasant. It was really pretty rough. And we said that he couldn't come back into our home until there was some humility and honor. So our daughter secretly packed up and left. And so now we're to this point where my mother was there, and we get this video call. Yeah, Right. She secretly packed up and left. Our daughter did, but it was with the help of his family. So... A lot of dynamics there that are challenging and, you know. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah at the beginning it does. Of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> and I will say this. I, I One thing that the enemy will do is he will always come and whisper. Right. And I kept hearing, you're getting what you deserve. You did this to oh, your mom, and yeah. now you're reaping what yeah. you sowed. The enemy will take the word. Yeah, exactly. And try to quote it to you. You Well, this is, your, this is what you get. He's very good at that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But but as we know, God writes the story, and he yes. has the final say, and yes. we know we know that that ultimately is, is, is good for us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we had actually gotten a text from this young man saying he wanted to um, – wanted to FaceTime us. Actually, the text came from him and Cameron. And so said they wanted to update us on some information. And and after reading the text, we realized this is not just, hey, is it going to snow this afternoon or what's the weather like, (laughs) you know? Our dialogue with our daughter has been very strained. We hadn't had a lot of communication. And now it's like, hey, we want to update you. So I let let him know that FaceTime is not appropriate. We need to have a face-to-face. So we were praying about that and Christy's mom came in and, you know, we're, we're trying to gather ourselves. And one thing I learned from before the old Patrick would have, there would have been a reflex, you know, a reaction that might have felt good at first, but wouldn't have been good in the long run. And so these days, the, you know, the last several years, we've learned to go, you know what, God, what are you saying? And pause. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were doing. And Christy's mom came in and, Christy said, uh, we're just going to all pray. So she got her mom, and then the uh, other kids were in the living room. She just pulled everybody back there. And we all just joined hands and began to lift up our oldest daughter. And as we were praying, I, I mentioned to Christy that for you know quite some time, while we had kind of made things right with Christy's mom over how our relationship and marriage had, had begun, it really felt like the icing wasn't on the cake. And it you was know, all sort of swept under the rug with her. Yeah, we just all started was. being kind again and just <clears throat> let's just forget about it and not talk about it. And you know, going it, it's just going back to the whole humility thing, in my heart and my mind, I can hear all these reasons why I shouldn't do I should not repent about something or try to show honor because I was justified in my actions. 
but I knew that wasn't, that was just the real, the Holy Spirit arrested me and said, you know what? As we pray for our, our oldest daughter and other friends and family uh, acquaintances, we know that are going through the similar situation as our daughter is and our family is. I just heard him whisper, your mother-in-law is across from you right now. And now is a perfect time to really clarify where you stand and show her honor. And I struggled with it for a little bit, but I, I, I knew that, you know, I needed to do that. So, uh, uh as, um, we concluded praying, I, I, um, uh, I told Chrissy's mom, you know, I wanted to say something to her and I just repented to her, you know, and said, you know, Hey, I know that Christy and I did not do right. Do, do things the right way when we first got together and we got married and our, our, our marriage started was not the right way. And we didn't show you honor and specifically myself being the leader and being the man in the situation. I just told her, I said, you know, I want you to know that I was wrong and I want to show you honor. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit was, you know, really setting this up because my girls are beside me. Right. And the, the, the goal was truly to be repentant, no matter what her mom did or didn't do that could have been justified in my actions. It didn't matter. The point was I did what I did and the way we handled it was not right. And, uh, it became a very emotional moment. And I looked over and my girls are crying. <laughs> you know, my youngest are crying and, uh, we all kind of had a, a, a emotional moment there, but. And I said, even <clears throat> in our grief, we, he will get glory Yes. and he will take even things we're going through now and continue to receive glory. Even, you know, I was like, isn't it crazy? Because. And there's been this unspoken agreement between my mom and him over the years where, you know, Patrick's done things for my mom. You know, he helped her go get a car and, you know, he's helped her out when she's had problems with her phone and her iPad and stuff. But there's not really been this dialogue about what yes. happened. It's always just sort of been this, let's just keep that buried and not bring yes. that up. Let's not go back and talk about that stuff. And just how God is using even what we're going through now. Yes. Mm -hmm bring more health, more restoration. He's still not through, you no, know? He's not. Yeah. I mean, just to sit, just, just to uh, be in that room with Christy's mom and, and, and all of us just crying and yes. embracing, it was very refreshing. And it, and it really, I really heard God it's say, in the circle. yes. And him saying, still not done, yes. you know, and, and now to have her mom stand with us and pray and believe for our oldest daughter yes. to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. And just to watch God work in that is, beautiful. Is, mm -hmm. is, and is, I will add to that, that we have several family members whose daughters are a little bit younger than our daughters, but they're going through some similar prodigal situations where the parents are just in turmoil mm -hmm. because their kids are not doing right. And not just in our family, there's probably three kids in our family that are going through that. But then we have several friends that we've run into and they said, I'm going through the same thing with my daughter. And so I'm like, he's setting us up again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he is setting us up again because people need to hear. Yes. They need to hear about victory so they don't give up because yes. I have two options. I can give up, lay down and cry and lose, or I can mm -hmm. stand and win, you know. I always wondered why God, when he created man, didn't just create us five million right off the bat and just created two. I mean, if God was into having relationship, mm. yeah, it's true. 
why didn't he just create as many people as he possibly could mm. to have relationship with? Mm. And then I realized why. Because when God created man, he wanted man to go through the experience of created man in his image. And one of the things that God's image is, is God is a, a creator. He is a giver. So when we are creating our children, when we have kids and then experience that children coming out of us and and proceeding from us that we can truly experience what relationship is. God had to be willing to take pain mm. when he created us. And he wants us to understand that true relationship includes pain. Yes. It includes <clears throat> frustration. It you can't have true relationship without it. Mm -hmm. But the key is to be able to, where God said, you know what, even with all that pain and stuff, even leaving the Garden of Eden, I'm, I pursued you. And God is not running after us with a stick. He's running after us mm -hmm. with love. And so what it seems like in your journey, from the moment you left your mother's home to the moment your daughter has left yours, there's been a pursuit of God pursuing relationship in your lives through restoring of relationships mm -hmm. and now there comes a new chapter where there's a relationship that could be broken but god says no i'm cared about relationship mm -hmm. i'm going to restore relationship i'm more cared about relationship than anything else i'm, I'm a god of relationship amen and he's going to restore i really feel and i'm speaking this mm -hmm. on a podcast there's going to become a restoration even Absolutely. in this area yes Though we must not limit him of the outcome of what that lo looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, just like we, you know, we can so easily limit God in, well, this is what it's going to look like, God, or this is what I expect mm -hmm. to look like. Mm -hmm. But no, you do what you f is best. We're going to pray and trust and believe and hear. But whatever the outcome is, that's mm -hmm. you, you in control. You're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to in control. It's going to like so many people with presidencies, you know, they complain about the president in power. But God puts presidents in power. Yes. It doesn't matter what presidents in power, one you yeah. like or dislike. Mm -hmm. Right. God did it. And yeah. So however this works out in the end, as long as your hearts are right and that you are pursuing relationship mm -hmm. more than anything else, not to pursuing to be right and not pursuing to get your own way. I know God is mm -hmm. going to do an amazing thing in this yeah. whole thing and he's going to restore it. So I'm excited to hear, as you said, Next time your daughter will be sitting here sharing her side of the Amen. story. That's what we're trusting on. Mm -hmm. But on that note, thank you so much for mm -hmm. sharing your story. I know that people have been blessed by this and, and marriages being going to be restored and relationships are going to be stored and people healed because that's what mm -hmm. happened to you two. Mm -hmm. 19 years later, God has taken you through healing and it doesn't happen overnight, you know, mm. even with those seven months, they still had to come healing after those seven months right. and restoration in those seven months. But yeah, you too said he has mm -hmm. living proof. Amen. Any, any parting words that you would like to say to any of the viewers as you? Well, for me, I was just going to say that um, as we're going through our season that we're in now that I could sit home and cry and be depressed and yeah. focus on my pain, but I choose to, stand, believe, let God fight my battles for me. And in the meantime, I'm going to sow into other families Amen. because I know that as, as I sow into other people that God's going to, if we take care of God's house, he'll take care of our yes. house. Mm -hmm. yes, and will. so we, uh, we've created a war room in our bedroom yeah. and we have scriptures hung everywhere and we have things that we need to remember. Like faith is believing when I don't see change. Yes. 
Yeah, it yeah. is. I would say, you know, just as we conclude, the uh, burden, if you will, on my heart is the importance to fight for your family. Yes. And, um, you know, we, I am now Christy and I as a team together are in a similar place that we, as we were in 1999. And that is, are you going to trust God? Yes. And that's what we exactly. are committed to do is we trust God with the outcome, not fully knowing that day hasn't come yet, but knowing that God's in control. He is. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being for transparent and open. And I know it's not easy and especially when you're doing it over the air and over <laughs> recording to put yourself out there. But I want to encourage my, you know, encourage my viewers, uh, that if you've got any questions, get a hold of me at rnrudolph.com or if you feel that you've got your story to share, something that you've gone through that you really feel that you would love to share so that others can grow and develop and learn from your story, please feel free to contact me at coach at rnrudolph.com or on my website at rnrudolph.com. And I would love to uh, hear your story because I think everybody's got a story as we heard today. And it's a story that others need to hear. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oren Rudolph.